The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Well, joining us now right here in Sydney, we've got Nick Schoenmaker. He's a senior investment consultant and portfolio manager at Evidentia Group uh, to talk about a number of things. And Nick, I just want to start with central banks, if I can. We, we just heard from Morgan Stanley there saying markets haven't fully priced in what's coming from the Fed. But if 2022 was the year of tightening, what's 2023 going to be, particularly with four new voting members on the Fed? Yeah, look, it's it's really interesting if you see where the market is anticipating the terminal rate to be. Uh, it's about four point eight percent, and then for rates to rate cuts to come later in the year, and we know the Fed is expecting rates to go above five and stay there for the rest of the year. So, look, a lot of that's going to depend on the shape of the recession. Um, the shape of the recession will largely be determined by inflation, and inflation now is going to be driven by. Uh, core services. So, you know, we still do have a very, very tight labour market in the US um, and and we need to see a better balanced labour market. So if uh, we don't see the deflationary forces and the base effects of inflation, seeing numbers come down uh, markedly in the first half of the year, you know, the Fed is going to have to, to move more aggressively. So, you know, there certainly is uh, a case to see that the Fed dot plots look realistic, but there's also... Uh, obviously reasons that the market thinks that mm. perhaps the recession's worse than what the Fed may expect. You can see that by the terminal rate pricing and the inversion of the yield curve. So it's, uh, Nick, you know, yeah. We've seen we've seen rates coming, I mean, we've seen inflation coming down a little bit. I'm not sure yeah. if the, the rate of change is, is enough to impress you. But when you yeah. look at it, I mean, are you enough uh, encouraged by this uh, to get long? Or do you think there's just more time, that uh, more water that has to go under the bridge? I think there's more water that has to come under the bridge. It's great to see uh, two consecutive months where core inflation has been below expectations. I mean, the, the risk out there, one of the risks out there is obviously the longer inflation's around, the more you have inflation expectations, having a risk of becoming unhinged and that going through to wages like we saw in the 70s. Um, and there still is the million dollar question of, you know, some of these exogenous supply issues that have contributed uh, to inflation, COVID zero, Russia and Ukraine, you know, will commodities be weaponised next year? So it's it's just a very, very, very fluid environment and, and it's just in, all about watching the data for now. In terms of supply issues, um, you know, I'll give you Exhibit A, China and its yeah. bumpy exit out of COVID zero settings. Uh, what are you anticipating this ride's going to be like in the next few months? Look, it's it's uncertain. I mean, you know, we've seen China flagging this or market participants uh, forecasting an end to COVID zero for so long. You know, there is a risk that uh, the population at some stage with COVID cases rising kind of self-insure them and kind of lock down themselves even if the country's opening up. I think a, a, another interesting thing to watch around what happens with China is what does it do to inflation? So you could expect if, you know, all other things being equal, we saw how 
the, the rest of the world equity markets behaved when economies were open. But then if you do have um, China reopening, commodity prices go up, initially probably have a non-inflationary boost to growth, but then does that also cause problems for the Fed if it contributes to inflation uh, throughout throughout next year? Um, so a lot we, to watch. We had problems, uh, or at least investors took issue with policy coming out of China. And now mm. it seems like we've got a kind of two chains of command. Uh, there's, a, there's a more moderate one that kind of is holding sway at the moment. And there's the really strict side that we've seen in the past. And we, I don't know if you were listening before the top of the hour, I did a media review and there's an mm. analysis piece in the Nikkei Asian Review that says that you know people are confused. You've got Premier Li Keqiang uh, dictating uh, mm. some matters. And then the number two, the incoming Li Qiang, uh, both with their hands on the tiller. So I mm. guess as an investor, you're faced with um, that difficulty as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there's the power at the moment emphasising common prosperity and regulation, and that is a risk for markets as well as it has been for the last two years. I mean, th there is also more progressive uh, people in China that don't want to be perceived as an enemy of the West. But, you know, how that plays out through time is hard to see. But you can see now people taking to the streets and protesting, um, and that in itself can cause China to be more nationalistic and, and all kinds of uh, geopolitical conclusions or, or ramifications could result from that as we see all around the world. We've heard again today from the PBOC, uh, well recently, um, repeating its vow to support the property sector, backing M&A, uh, maintaining liquidity in the financial system, the work conference over the weekend, stressing the importance of the internet sector. Uh, both of these parts of the economy took a bit of a beating <laughs> over the past 12 months, but is it time to take a look now? Is the floor in? Look, I, th I think there's a few things around that. You know, despite having the best monthly return in Chinese equities in November for, I think, about 20 years, they're still at a discount versus the rest of the world, so that warrants some attention. Um, if we're now in the first transition of the US dollar peaking, well, that tends to be a green light for EM assets, whether it's equities or bonds, so again, that warrants some attention. You just have to be extremely, extremely selective. On the other side of that, you can see many parallels to China, to Japan in the 1990s with ageing demographics and a very over-levered property sector. So it's, it's, again, just a very fluid backdrop like most things at the moment. <laughs> It's a big day today for the United States and, and for um, Ukraine uh, with Vladimir Zelensky uh, giving an address to the Congress and meeting with the president. I'm just curious whether or not, uh, you know, the president talked about seeking a just peace to end the war. Does it feel like there's any end in sight to this? No, and it'd be interesting to know what they what they mean by uh, peace in that context. But there, there doesn't seem to be an end game doesn't seem to be an end game that I can see there. I think when we see NATO, Ukraine and America, let's say, winning or making grounds in Russia, you know, there still is, albeit very low probability, the risk that Russia then uh, comes back with, obviously, you know, if they're desperate, you know, nuclear. So, I mean, you, you almost don't want to see things getting better. It's a bit of a catch-22. So I, I, I don't know what the end game there is, but, you know, mm -hmm. you can see... The world moving to the BRICS in some cases, Saudi Arabia and so on. So, you know, this this hegemon of the U.S. is certainly being yep. uh, confronted. All right. Uh, Nick Schoenmaker, Senior Investment Consultant and Portfolio Manager at Evidentia Group. Thanks so much for joining us. 
Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel. It's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.